Welcome to Relevance for Today, a show where you will be encouraged, inspired, and fed through the Word of God. You will find relevant teachings, tips, discussions, interviews, and more for both believers and even non-believers who are considering salvation through Jesus Christ. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey folks, thanks for tuning in to another episode as we continue on with the Discipleship Series, Part 5. And so here we are, and this one's titled, What's My Responsibility? So thanks for tuning in as always. Hey, by the way, check it out if you haven't seen my little unpacking, my relevance for today's shirt by Saving Grace. Awesome stuff. Check her out by Saving Grace on Facebook, or you can get over to Instagram and you can find her at Saving Grace Shop on Instagram. She makes some great clothing, folks. Great stuff. Relevance for today with my microphone that I love so much. And so really excited about my new top. Thank you very much, Carice. Okay, so here we go. We're going to jump right in. Hope you enjoyed the last one. It's great to hear from some of you already, and I look forward to the feedback, comments, as well as questions, and so forth. So in this episode, we're going to be discussing three important responsibilities as someone who is discipling, as well as someone who is being discipled. The first thing to always remember, this is key, folks, read your Bible. Very important. Read your Bible. As I've said before in some of my episodes, this is not a coaster. It's not something you put your coffee cup on. It's not an ornament. It's not something that you leave on the shelf so that people can see it and say, oh, they must be a Christian. They have a Bible and it's covered in dust. No, this is something that you pick up and you read and learn about life. This is something, and it's more than just something, it's living It's the word of God for you and for me, for the world. Powerful stuff. I don't want to get off track. That's why I was just staring off into space for a second because I thought, oh, man, I'm going to just end up going all over the place. So we're going to jump right in. Like I said before, the first thing to always remember is read your Bible. This is not only for the person who's being discipled, but is more importantly for the teacher, the one who's doing the discipling. We need to make sure we're in the word of God. Because as you know, the more you read, the more nuggets pop out at you. And it's powerful and it's exciting and you can learn so much. And so that's really important. Okay, 2 Timothy. Let's jump into 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. The New American Standard Bible is what I'm using out of this one. So it says, all scripture is inspired by God and beneficial for teaching, for rebuke, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man or woman of God may be fully capable, equipped for every good work. And so this this Bible verse right here, it wraps it up in a nutshell. The Bible is inspired by God and benefits both the teacher and the disciple because it equips them both corrects them both when needed, trains them both so that they can walk in the way that is right standing with God. And that's really important. And molds them into Christ-like men and women for works of service in the kingdom of God. That's powerful, isn't it? 
And so the key in all this is don't just read it. Take your time and enjoy it like you are trying to learn from it every time you pick it up. Act like the Bible is a field full of gold. And the only way to find it is to dig in and gently sift through it to find the gold. Does that make sense? Like a treasure hunt. Like if there's a box full of sand and there's gold pieces in it inside a big box, you're not just going to brush by it every once in a while. No, you're going to be digging through that. You're going to be digging in it. I want more. I want more. I want to find that gold. That's what getting in the Word is like. And I've done many podcast episodes on getting in the Word and eating the meat In fact, I did one picture with the Bible sitting on a plate with a fork and knife beside it and saying it's time to eat some real meat. And so that's really important. And as that verse said, it's for training, for equipping, it's for correcting, because even for us, no matter who we are, every day we have to remember to crucify ourselves daily, to get ourselves out of the way. I've got to get Steve Lewis out of the way daily so that there's room for the word of God to come through so that when I sit here and read how I'm supposed to act and how we're supposed to be as believers, there's room for change every day. No one has arrived. As you know, we haven't arrived. We're not going to arrive until that day when we die and and go to, to be with the Lord. So it's really important that we continue on with what we're supposed to be doing and getting in the word is really important. Learning from the word daily. The more we learn as teachers and equippers, the more that the people we minister to are going to grow. And so we not only try to go out and disciple others as teachers and equippers, but we also need mentors in our lives as well. And I thank God for the mentors that I have in my life that I get to sit down and talk about the Word of God with and shoot things back and forth and learn and take notes. I, I really appreciate those folks, and you know who you are. And of course, in this case, the entire Bible, we have to remember, we're going back to talking about the Bible being full of gold. In this case, the entire Bible is full of gold. It's actually full of life because it's the word of God in written form by people he selected to document what needed to be written for all of us and the future generations. So this word won't go away. It's the most sold book in the entire world. It's also the most stolen. And so hopefully those who are stealing them are actually getting something out of them and repenting and turning away from those ways and turning to God. But the Bible is powerful just as Hebrews 4.12 also says, and this is really important as well. Some of you listening and or watching the TV show have already thought about this when I started talking about the word of God and how powerful it is. And so Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, even penetrating as far as the division of soul and spirit of both joints and marrow and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. That right there, man, that's powerful. Because right there it tells you, you know, here I had my little knife out earlier because I was doing an unboxing of my sweater I'm wearing. But sharper than a two-edged sword. Now, this is one edge, okay? But Roman two-edged swords had edges on both sides of it. So that's even sharper. So that would cut right through anything. So this word, when you read it, you're not only just reading it just to be reading it, but you're also looking in here and it says, 
stay away from sexual sin. Avoid doing this. Avoid doing that. And it tells you word for word. It's cutting deep. Dividing between our soul, our soul man, and our spirit man. Dividing the two. Hey, listen, that's not supposed to be in your life. That sin's not supposed to be in your life. Boom, cut it out. As you're reading that word, you're going to get chopped. (laughs) That's the truth. When you're sitting back and your neighbor's getting on your nerves and all of a sudden you read in there, love your neighbor as yourself. Ouch. Oh, that hurt deep because you know deep down inside, well, I think I have a right not to like my neighbor. I think I have the right not to like this individual because they don't like me because of this or because of that. And it's like, no, it doesn't work like that. The word of God says to love Boom. So you can sit back and and justify all you want. But this book right here, and I'm holding the Bible up for those that are listening on podcasts, will cut deep. It is cutting deep. And that's why some of you aren't even picking it up to even read it in the first place, because you know it's causing convictions. You know it is. You're being convicted by the word of God. And that's because it's sharper than a two-edged sword, penetrates as far as the division of soul and spirit both joints and marrow, and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of our heart. So there it is right there. So now that you know that, and some of you have experienced already in your life reading the Word, and how it can cause you to look deep into your life, and that's so true. And for those of you who have not truly taken the time to pick up a Bible and start reading it, you'll find out soon enough if you take my advice or you listen to others who have said, get in the Word. Get in the word and stay there. And so how we look at salvation, forgiveness, love, sin, faithfulness, our attitudes, sacrifice, daily living, our families, our parents, our bosses, our coworkers, the body of Christ, the world, and so much more. The more you get into the word, the more your outlook on life is going to change. And that's what you want to happen. You want it to change. You want people to look at you and go, Steve, I don't know how in the world you're doing it, man. I don't know how you can still act this way when all these things are going on. I don't know how you can talk this way about loving everyone. And yet this, these people are acting like this, or this is happening to your family. And yet you're still focused on loving others. Well, it's because of this It's because the word of God says that God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. It's because of that. It's because God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. It's because of that. It's because love conquers all. That's why. So that's really important. And so you'll see that as you're reading and getting into the word. See, I'm getting all passionate and excited. You see how when you get into the word, all these things will follow suit. They'll take place. Doors will be open. Eyes will be open. Your mind will be open. When you take the time to sit down and open the Bible, your life will never be the same if you allow it to penetrate your heart and mind. And also when it starts hurting a little bit when you're reading in there, especially with the Apostle Paul writes to all the different churches, when you're in there reading that and all of a sudden it talks about not having a foul mouth, you know, representing, 
staying away from sexual sin, immorality, all these different things. And you're starting to think, oh, shoot, I better change the movies I watch. I better change the people that I hang around. I better change my life. You've got to be open to be able to do that. And you can only do that through the strength of the Holy Spirit. You can only do that by the word of God. You can only do that because God loved so much that he gave Jesus Christ. So that's really important. And so that's one of your responsibilities as a follower of Jesus Christ, regardless of whether you are teaching or being discipled. As I said before, we all have to spend time in the Bible, reading it, learning it, taking it in. And also another very important factor is to find a Bible as close to the original translations that you can and that you can actually understand what you are reading. That's really important. It's pointless to try to read from a translation that confuses you or even more than you might already be. So you already don't understand the Word of God. And then someone goes, here, here's a King James Bible version, 1960-something, blah, 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 or 1866, or whatever the date might be on it. And then you go in there and you're like, then forth come... Thou cometh forth, um, uh, Steve, I don't understand this. I don't understand what they mean by that. And some others might say, well, I do. And it's like, well, that's because you have a better understanding of Queen Elizabeth English, Elizabethan English, you know, and so forth. But finding a Bible that you can understand is really important. And the same way, if you're discipling someone, and you probably already know this, I'm talking to the choir, but if you're discipling someone, be sure to help them find the right translation and don't be stuck in your ways about them having to use a certain translation. So another responsibility is prayer because true prayer is conversing with God. And so you might be thinking right now, come on, Steve, there has to be more to it than that. I mean, the people I've seen praying, they do all these different things and they talk a certain way and all this stuff. No, listen, actually, prayer is simply talking to our Heavenly Father God. That's exactly what it is. Now, what it isn't is a request hotline. And that's really important to remember. And by that, I mean, you don't just talk to him because you want something. One of my favorite sayings is stop using God like an ATM machine. You only use him when you need something. You get my point? Or I wrote a post a couple years ago that uh, I just, I had to write it. And it was really important that I wrote it. And it was stop using God like toilet tissue. You only need him when life gets crappy. And you know what I'm saying. Some of you are laughing and some of you are like, oh my gosh, that sounds harsh. But you have to say that in order for people to wake up and stop doing what they're doing. So when you look at that in the aspect of my life is crappy, I'm going to pray. But when your life is fine, you never even say a word. That's what I meant by that. And, you know, some people will live their lives the way they see fit and never say a word to God until something terrible happens in their life and they can't control it. Family crisis, financial problems, all different things like that. You get the picture. Sound familiar? Yeah, because we all have done it, including this guy right here. In the past, I've done the same thing. You know, well, let me show you in a different light at what I'm getting at. For all you married couples out there, 
If the husband does not speak to his wife for an entire month and then wants her to cook his favorite meal for him, what do you think her response will be? <laughs> Can only imagine, right? Uh, yeah, honey, I haven't spoken to you or even looked at you or acknowledged you for an entire month. And now I'm going to say to you, I want my favorite meal. Could you cook it for me, please? Yeah, that would not be good. Or how about this? If you have a friend that you only call when you need something, how would that relationship turn out? In fact, would either of these situations be characterized as a healthy relationship? And I'm guessing your answer is no. So why do we think it's okay to treat the creator of the universe that way? You hear what I'm saying? Not acknowledging the creator of the universe, our heavenly father, until you need something. And then it's like, oh, by the way, can I, uh, I need a new camera for the podcast show or the TV show. I need this. I need that. I don't have enough money this month. Uh, Lord, send someone to give me money. Gimme, 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 gimme. No. That's why we have to pray properly. That's why how we pray is so important to our relationship with the Father. When we pray, we should always give thanks for all that He has done in our lives. For example, for our life, health, fresh air to breathe, our heart beating, family, the sun shining. For the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, all those are so important. And the list goes on and on. It's about praising Him in our time of prayer and acknowledging how thankful we are for Him. Each day we should pray a prayer of thankfulness for a new day and a new opportunity to touch lives. For a new day to focus on Him and making sure our path aligns with His in all we do. And me, personally, I love starting my day and ending my day in prayer and thankfulness because I truly am thankful for all he has done and is doing in my life. That's what prayer is all about. So then, when there is a need for yourself and even others, he will know who you are because you've been spending time with him and talking to him in your private place. In fact, God already knows our needs. He already knows our wants. Sometimes it's a matter of us getting on our hands and knees, getting on our knees and praying, Lord, not my will, but yours be done, because I don't know what to do. But I know that you know what needs to be done in my life. So I surrender to you, your will, not mine. Lord, help me, please. Sometimes that's all it takes is just crying out to him. Lord, thank you for all you've done for me. I'm so grateful for all the blessings, but I don't know what to do right now. I'm in a bad place in my life. Help me. You know, it's that simple. And it's that important at the same time. And there are many ways to pray. Just keep in mind to make sure you are praying unselfishly because greed and selfishness are not good reasons to pray. The topic of prayer is very in-depth, but a great addition to a discipleship teaching because it's another important responsibility that we have to live Christ-like. And of course, the topic of prayer is very in-depth, but a great addition to discipleship because it is another important responsibility that we have to learn to live a Christ-like life. And just as I shared before about Jesus took the time to pray to his father on several occasions, not including the undocumented times, even Jesus knew to pray, and he did it often. 
And that is what we need to do also. And another important responsibility we have is to behave like someone who truly follows Jesus Christ and not like the world. Man, this is so important. The Apostle Paul says it best in Colossians 3 verses, well, yeah, the entire chapter in Colossians 3. So here it is. Since you have been raised a new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. So put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. Because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. You used to do these things when your life was still part of this world, but now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. Don't lie to each other, for you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your Creator and become like Him. In this new life, it doesn't matter if you are a Jew, a Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave or free, Christ is all that matters and He lives in all of us. Since God chose you to be the holy people He loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience, make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. I'm going to repeat that one again. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. That is powerful. We all need to remember that as followers of Jesus Christ. The Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. And above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Bam. Amen. That's powerful. Isn't it, folks? You could go through and just read that chapter each day to remember what not to do and what to do as a follower of Jesus Christ. And the Apostle Paul, I tell you what, he definitely had a way with correction and guidance. That's for sure. He gives all of us as followers of Jesus Christ, whether we are doing the teaching or being discipled on how to live the Christ-like life. And he emphasizes again on love, which truly does bind us all together in perfect harmony. So in closing, I want to encourage you to dig deeper in these responsibilities so we all can be productive in the kingdom of God and not only disciple others, but also attract non-believers in a way that will cause them to ask us questions about Jesus Christ. Sound good? It's all about representing 
It's all about our responsibilities. We can't just take this Bible and sit it there and say, Lord, feed me the word of God. I'm just going to sit here. No, it doesn't work like that. It takes responsibility. It takes opening up the word of God, reading it daily, getting into it, learning, asking questions, praying, representing, acting the way we should act in public. People should be able to see us and say, hey, something's different about that individual. Why do they do what they do? Oh, they do it because they're a follower of Jesus Christ. You know what I'm saying? Hey, let's go ahead and pray. So Heavenly Father, I thank you as always for the opportunity to share these messages. I do not take it lightly. I do not take it for granted. I thank you for all my listeners and watchers. I pray right now for them to be blessed, for them to be encouraged, for them to be inspired by the words that I shared today. And may they not only take them to heart, but they also step out and do them. Heavenly Father, discipleship is so important. We know it's the missing key. And I want to do everything I can in my power, as well as in your power, first and foremost, to reach people, to help teach them about you, to help teach them about their callings, to help teach them about the Word of God, so they too can step up and rise up and be a Christ-like vessel in this world. So Heavenly Father, thank you for all my listeners and watchers out there. Just pray for them. Pray for the hurting, the suffering in this world. We pray for the unborn children. We pray that people will step up and stand up, and the law of the lands will stand up for the unborn child. So I just thank you for all these things in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hey, there you have it, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Truly appreciate it. Hey, thanks. If you're watching on Kingdom Community TV, that is awesome. That is fantastic. I'm really excited about Kingdom Community TV as we are reaching millions, which I just can't even oh my word that's that's such a blessing in itself but it's fantastic if you have not heard of kingdom community tv just get over to www.kingdomcommunity.tv and not only look up me relevance for today or stephen lewis but take a look at all the different shows that are available we're even airing 24 hours a day seven days a week on certain applications we have our own app Kingdom Community TV app is just really exciting that we can have a TV show that's based biblically and it's all about the kingdom of God. And there's so many other great teachers and apostolic teachings and more, so many different things you can get on to Kingdom Community TV and you don't have to worry about being surprised by any agendas and craziness. So I really hope you'll check it out. And uh, hey, as far as the podcast go, don't forget to subscribe on the many locations. Thank you as always for tuning in. Also, if you're watching this on Time in God's Word through the Hip Hop with Christ ministry, that's fantastic too. Thanks for tuning in as well. Hey, love you all. Love hearing the comments, questions. Hey, if you just want to get in touch with me and connect, do that as well. Hey, love you, Dad. Thanks for listening as always, as well as all those out there listening and watching. Brandon, little Brandon out there. God bless you, man. Be safe out there in the service. My children. Hey, love you all. Be safe out there. Hey, with that being said, God bless you all. Take care. Love you. Peace.